Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is July 10th. Hope you guys had a great weekend as we uh, launch into this second week of the third quarter of 2023. Hard to believe this year's just flying by, isn't it? Hey, uh, before we get started, though, and and, uh, and Dave joins us here in just a few seconds, don't forget that uh, there's a lot of things in this world that you and I, we have no control over. However, you can take control of your retirement portfolio by knowing how much risk you have and knowing how much risk you should have. That's the one thing you can control in your portfolio is your risk. That's why I developed the core retirement design to help people isolate and determine what that should be for them. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And with that, we've got Dave coming up next. FM, that is the music of Journey there. It's 8.40 now, 20 here before 9. Let's check in on your money and see what's happening this morning on Wall Street. Wasn't a particularly fun week last week. Let's see if we can make this week a little bit more fun. Check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. It's good to hear your voice this morning. Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, it is good to be here. It is. I uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. I know we uh, we were celebrating our uh, youngest grandson who just turned one, or he'll turn one tomorrow, but we celebrate it Saturday so, uh, over in Tampa. So a good time had by all. Oh, I'm glad. Happy birthday to the munchkin. Get us back to last week here, and uh, Friday closed out pretty much in the lackadaisical way the rest of the week went. The Dow fell by 187. Standard & Poor's down by 13. NASDAQ was down 18. Uh, it just was not a particularly pleasant week. About the only thing that gained was the VIX, and it was up by a half a percent. And again, perspective. 15.36 on the VIX is still inordinately low for the last few years worth of history, but it's starting to climb up a little bit as we're getting more and more nervous about the Federal Reserve in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's bumping a little bit. I think it's up a half a percent this morning. So, But uh, you're right. I think there's some, some nervousness about what's going to happen uh, with, the, with the Fed. And, and I think we'll, we can pretty much know that we're going to get some kind of increase coming forward. The question is how much and how many. And, and you were telling me before we went on there that uh, you've been looking at some different, uh, different numbers coming out from folks. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange Group, the CMA Group, uh, they keep a set of odds as to what economists think is going to happen. And right now they're saying investors are pricing in a 93% chance the Fed raises rates this month. And here's the part that hits, because we're, we've been going back to that fake phone call that got Paulson a while ago when he said there's only going to be two quarter percent hikes all year. Now they're saying there's a 40% chance of at least two two more quarter percent rate hikes between now and the end of the year. So we're looking at like a total of three more, according to what the odds makers are saying. And that can't make the market real optimistic, especially in the growth stocks that are interest sensitive. No, it really can't, Dave. And and that's, um, yeah, I think we're seeing some of that actually probably this morning and some of the ups and downs and trying to figure out what they're doing and what they're trying to say here. And, and and it's it's um you know it's hard to say you know we 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 got that little reprieve this last uh, last meeting, um, and I think everybody liked that. 
the question now is, is, um, you know, because there was, like you said, in the report, there's a lot of dissension between what that should look like. And so uh, my fear is that there, there may be more, not less. Yeah, this was one of the more interesting reactions to a, to a Federal Reserve minutes last Wednesday than we're used to seeing in the process, because we found out basically these birds can't agree on much of anything. It was almost a split vote as to whether or not they should be raising interest rates again, how hawkish, how dovish they should be. They're basically all over the they're they're basically all over the board right now. So, and, and we've always said if there's one thing Wall Street does not like, it's uncertainty, and they don't have a roadmap right now, which has investors on the volatile side at the moment. It it really does, Dave. So uh, we'll have to uh, have to continue to just watch the Fed and see. I, I think earnings season is going to play a role, uh, but mm-hmm. I think the economic numbers that we have coming out this week are probably going to play a bigger role. And uh, and what the Fed decides to do. It's going to be a busy week economically. I mean, we start out then tomorrow morning, we're going to get the small business optimism number. We're going to get some inventory numbers later on this morning, even as far as wholesale inventory is concerned. We start with the big stuff on Wednesday when we start getting a producer price index number coming out on, on, uh, let's see, consumer price index number comes out on Wednesday, consumer inflation. Wholesale inflation comes out on Thursday. Consumer sentiment comes out on Friday. And then on Friday, we start earnings season because that's the date that all the big banks are slated to start reporting. So this week could be a real busy week in terms of reaction, depending upon what the government data dump says on us. Well, yeah, and it could be a big movement. You know, big big things could happen and make the move in the market both either up or down. You know, we don't know, depending on what those numbers come in at. Absolutely. One thing that I've got as we start looking ahead toward the Friday beginning of the uh, of the really big earnings reports, uh, the fact set people, and these are the people that create the expectations that the street's got a meter beat. Uh, the fact set people said on Friday that the S&P 500 companies are expected when earnings season comes in to report a 7.2% drop in earnings from last year. That would make it the largest annual drop since the second quarter of 2020. And I don't think any of us really want to remember the second quarter of 2020 because that's when we shut the whole world down for a month and a half. Yeah, that that was a quarter of huge uncertainty. Um, And yeah, we don't want to see that happen again, for sure. Pretty crappy quarter to use as a standard of comparison, but that's what it'd be. It'd be the biggest drop since the second quarter of 2020. Good gosh almighty. So there's a little edginess on there, and then we add a little bit more because you got some tidbits out of China. It seems their economy is kind of starting to tank a little, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, got a little tidbit here. You know, their CPI, Consumer Price Index, uh, was a little flat, came in uh, under what they expected. And so that was not good news uh, for them. I also saw, saw a, um, a little bit of a, of, of a headline that said that China's economy is in big trouble and investors should get out, is what one guy is saying. Um, but, but they basically are saying that, you know, China's in such trouble, they need us uh, more, as much or more than we need them right now. You know, it's at that point. My first reaction when you shared that for to, with me when we went off the air. By the way, I'm, I just had something in across my ticker. Alibaba, JD.com, stocks that uh, have Chinese roots, uh, they're falling like rocks this morning if people worry about deflation in China. 
Uh, when you shared that with me, my reaction was maybe this is good for at least geopolitical factors at the very least, because if Chinese economies start going into the, into, the, into the crapper, well, it might take their eyes off Taiwan and take the tensions in that neighborhood down a little bit. So on balance, it could be good for us, even though we don't like seeing a trading partner go south. Well, that's true. And it could help us from a trading standpoint as well, right? Because now they, they need us to be buying their stuff um, as much as uh, we need them to produce stuff and get it to us. Absolutely. We certainly never mind deflation on prices for somebody we're buying from, which is what we do by a very wide margin with China. If their prices are going down, that's good for us, too. That, that's true. It is, it is good for us. <laughs> I hate to look at look look at it like a zero sum game, but to a certain extent, assuming they don't completely crash and burn, a little bit of a challenge in the Chinese economy could actually be good for us from both a geopolitical and an economic basis. Yeah. Other things we other things we should be looking at this week. I, I I think we pretty much ran through the gamut. It's going to be one heck of a busy week once we get fast marking time today, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think really Wednesday. Wednesday's going to be, I mean, tomorrow's going to be another, and yeah, not much, no, no really earnings coming out. Um, you know, we'll have the, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, but that's really about it tomorrow. But Wednesday, hold on, man. It's, uh, things will start happening. Yeah, the CPI is going to probably be the big market mover on Wednesday because if it shows any kind of an increase or less of a decrease than economists expect, uh, that's just going to completely bake in that interest rate increase at the end of the month, which uh, we both know from sad, sad experience that can move the market way south way fast. That's right. It really, it really can. So we'll keep our eyes on that as we uh, try to guide folks through it. I got you. Resetting the table for the morning, as mentioned, it was an off day on Wall Street on Friday. Basically, the only people that made money were the ones that were invested in the VIX. 45 minutes before we open this morning. How are we doing so far? Well, you know, it's uh, still a mixed bag, Dave. Everything is sliding, though. Uh, the Dow is the only thing that's in positive territory, and it's not by much less than a tenth of a percent. Uh, the S&P 500 is down by $2 right now, and the, and the NASDAQ 100 is down by about a tenth of a percent. So uh, even the VIX is down right now, Dave, by about two tenths. So nothing uh, other than the slight little bit on the Dow is actually green. On the other side, we've got silver taking a bath again this morning, down 1.3%, below $23 to $22.98 a uh, an ounce right now. Gold down six tenths to 1919 an ounce and then gold is down i mean uh, crude oil is down one percent seventy three dollars and 14 cents a barrel right now you know that's considerably up from friday morning so i that that doesn't make a lot of sense as to why crude would be going up because all of the rumors about china would tend to indicate a slowing economy wouldn't it i it would um yeah. and maybe there's talk of some more cuts somewhere that we haven't seen yet it's possible. I can tell you the Asian rim was more mixed than you'd expect it to be based upon that information. The uh, Japanese markets were off considerably at 6 a.m. this morning. Rest of the uh, Asian rim markets mostly were flat to slightly up, which is kind of a curious invention. Over in Europe, we're up fractionally across the board halfway through their trading day. Getting my retirement on track is a task that takes a fresh pair of eyes with the inside knowledge that the average consumer doesn't have. How do I find you to be able to get my retirement on track? You know, Dave, we see a lot of risk, a lot of uh, ebbs and flows in the marketplace, which is risk. And that's one thing that folks can control. They just need to know how much they have and how much they should have. 
And that's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. at noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you guys uh, had a great weekend and your week is off to a great start. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.